Hello, and welcome to Registered the Podcast, where we highlight some of the incredible minds entering the healthcare profession in the midst of a global pandemic. Whether you work in healthcare or not, we come here to find stories of some incredible young people tackling tremendous challenges head on. Here, we laugh, we cry, we're scared, we're honest. My name is Kelsey, and I'm a NICU nurse, looking forward to introducing you to some of the truly incredible individuals I've met in the healthcare world. Hi everyone, long time no talk. It is 7.15 a.m. and I it's Friday. I worked Wednesday night and then I had a semi-flip day on Thursday. Like I went to bed at 9.30, woke up at like 2, went outside for a little bit, ate dinner and a little bedtime snack and then went back to bed at like, I think I was in bed by like 11. I was reading for a little while and then... I wanted to sleep longer, but I woke up at like 5.30 and then I couldn't fall back asleep and I was full of energy and ideas. Like I was just lying in bed and I couldn't stop thinking and like planning this episode. I just had like a lot of creative energy. Um, And the situation used to kind of freak me out. I'll talk about that in a little bit about um, not getting as much sleep on my days off as I wanted to just because my body is like what are you doing? And then I wake myself up earlier than I was planning. Um, But I was just like, you know what? I'm not falling back to sleep because I keep thinking about what I'm going to say for this podcast. So let me just wake up, make my favorite coffee drink. It's still a little cool in my house, even though it's getting warmer outside. So I made myself my favorite hot coffee drink, which is a dirty chai tea latte. Um, I love the chai tea latte mix from Trader Joe's. Um, and then I just, um, add in a little bit of like either coffee or cold brew. I was too lazy to make a tiny bit of coffee. So I just use some of my cold brew, um, and mix it. So it's like a dirty chai. And I sat, I watched the sunrise, I journaled and I planned out notes for this episode that I'm going to talk about. And I'm so excited So yeah, um, I'm just going to get to it. Um, This episode is about my experience with burnout, mostly related to night shift, but just generally um, burnout as a newer nurse. I've been working as a nurse for a year now, but I've been at my current job since late August, early September. So nine-ish months, I think. Um, and burnout, my experience with burnout is a lot different than what I thought it would be and a lot different from any experiences that I've had with burnout, like when I was in nursing school or generally when I was a student. Um, I think it's important to talk about and I wanted to share my experience one as always, in case anyone else is struggling with it, relates to it, um, and would feel better about hearing it. Um, but also too, because I do know that there are some new grad nurses who do listen to my podcast and, um, I want to just kind of like share this and prepare you so that you kind of know what to look out for because the burnout experience as a new nurse is very different from what 
I've really ever experienced before. So um, with that in mind, I'm just going to get started and get to it. And I'm going to go back to where I was, my mindset, the person that I was when I first started making this podcast. So I got the idea and I wrote like a plan for it and started sharing it with people and talking about it. My friend, Andre, um, AJ, we call him AJ on the podcast. My friend AJ, who's been on here twice already, he was like one of the first people I went to with this idea. Um, and I actually came up with the idea in like mid to late October and I didn't start recording until November. Um, and then I didn't even end up releasing it until like January, but I'd been working on it since the fall. And where I was that fall was I started my first job as a new grad nurse in New York city in March, 2020. And I think the combination of me not knowing what to expect from that job and from myself as a new grad. Um, and also just the environment of working as a nurse in New York city during COVID, um, and also moving to New York city and being brand new to it, um, all at the same time, just really kind of overwhelmed me and was not the best experience. And I felt really bad. And I questioned whether I even had like a space in nursing as a career at all. Um, so I ended up moving back home that summer um, to Maryland, where I grew up, and I reevaluated who I was, what brought me joy, what I wanted to see myself doing as a nurse, and I realized that I thought I would really enjoy being a NICU nurse. So I was extremely lucky, and I found a position on a NICU in Maryland, near where I live. So I started that job in September and it was just my experience was just day and night like I loved what I was doing I loved being on orientation every day like I was learning so much I didn't feel you know comfortable the way I feel now and I'm still not completely comfortable but obviously I had so much to learn every day and I definitely needed a preceptor I definitely had a lot to learn but I felt very supported I felt encouraged I felt like ignited by the work I was doing. I loved the science behind NICU nursing. I loved working with parents. I loved working with the babies. I loved working with my coworkers. Like I just, I really loved my job. Um, and from there, just the comparison between how I felt at my first job and how I felt as a new grad at the second job, um, it was just like day and night. And I also did Lacey Megan's Empowered Nurse Mentorship Program where I talked to other new grad nurses who were also experiencing both similar and different challenges to what I experienced. And I just felt so ignited by the difference between my two experiences and by hearing that other people also had similar things going on that I just really wanted to create this podcast so I could give a voice to new grad nurses who are struggling um, and also provide hope and maybe possibly some guidance. Like if someone heard that someone else that I talked to was going through something that they were going through, um, maybe they would get an idea, something they could incorporate, something they could change, a way they could shift their mindset. Um, and so I could potentially like help people. On top of that, um, I may have mentioned this, but like when I was in high school and growing up, I always kind of thought I wanted to be a journalist. 
Um, and then I went to nursing school and I thought I left that all behind and I was okay with it. But once I started interviewing people and having these conversations again, it really just reignited that and made me feel so good. And at the same time, although I love my parents and I'm so close with them and I do have a couple friends that are still in the area where I grew up, I left my boyfriend, I left my twin sister, I left a lot of my really good friends in New York. Um, and this was, you know, we were still deep in the pandemic. No one was vaccinated yet. Like, it wasn't that easy to just go and see people. So this kind of gave me a way to connect with people. So I loved it. I booked a ton of interviews. I was doing interviews, editing it all myself, um, creating all of my like posts for the content, posting it, um, advertising for it on social media, um, and making this pod, making a podcast is actually a lot of work because like when you listen as a consumer of a podcast, you're hearing a conversation. What you don't hear are all of the ums, wait, no, hold on. Okay, let me go back and I'm going to delete this later. Um, or any of the technical difficulties, what you don't hear is all of the time spent scheduling, um, communicating with people, um, the time you spend creating a post to share it, the time you spend editing the audio, the time you spend uploading. Um, and then one thing I didn't even realize that I've grown to realize that I hate <laughs> about, or hate is stronger, but I don't, in, this doesn't give me joy about um, having a podcast and advertising it through social media is all of the social media networking you need to do on Instagram to stay like relevant and in people's feeds. Um, you might have noticed that I've been doing that a lot less and that's kind of part of like the burnout and stuff that's been going on for me. Um, but that also takes time. And so it was really just kind of like a second job on top of my first job. But at the time when I started it again, like I just felt like I'm on a rocket, like get on it with me. Like, let's go. I was waking up in the morning on my days off, like just so excited to do this. Um, so yeah, that's where I was like in the fall when I started making the podcast. And then in the winter, it was like, oh yeah, it was after Thanksgiving, early, like after Thanksgiving, maybe the last few days of November into December was when I switched to night shift. Um, I was still in orientation. I had like I think one month and some change left on orientation and I loved night shift. I loved orienting on nights. I was doing like the admissions and then like higher acuity babies, like babies on ventilators. I loved that. I loved my night shift coworkers. Um, in a way, night shift was almost like freeing for me because I've always struggled with insomnia, like a little bit of anxiety, maybe I have a sprinkle of OCD in there, like, I don't know, I just, I, like, I would lie in bed, like, for years, like, even in high school, middle school even, bedtime would be a trigger for me to think all of my thoughts about everything I was going to do the next day, like, things I didn't accomplish that day, like, worries, like, what's going on, um, and it would be hard for me to fall asleep, so night shift kind of, like, at first, helped me because my body was so used to the day shift routine that every time I would do a night, 
it would be like a shocker for me and I would fall asleep right away when I got got home like no problem and then after a stretch off if I had to work the next day I had no more of the like I mean, we call it the Sunday scaries, but you know, with nursing, when you work three days a week, Sunday scary might be a Thursday night, but basically like after a stretch off, when you're trying to like sleep to go to work the next day and you're just lying in bed, like, oh my God, I can't sleep. There wasn't like, that didn't even bother me. Cause I was like, well, I literally have all night to fall asleep and then I'm not even working until the next night. So it was fine. Um, but I'll tell you a little bit about what I did with my night shift routine. Well, actually going back, I did say it was fine, but you know, it actually like, it was still very hard. Like I mentioned once or twice about me driving my car into the side of the road. (laughs) Um, so it wasn't easy. And I remember I came home that morning. It was like the first night out of a stretch of three when I drove my car into the side of the road and my parents were still asleep and I had to wake them up. And I was just like, crying and so anxious because I was like how can I trust myself to get to and from work like how am I even going to get to and from work now like what am I going to do um and that was like my second or third night ever so it's never easy but I did I really liked it I liked the vibe so now on to my night shift routine and see that's what I mean about the editing I'm thinking right now I'm gonna just not edit this and just go upload it well, with all of its imperfections and it'll be what it is because I just don't feel like putting in that energy. Um, but that's an example of something that I would definitely go back and take out. But yeah, so my night routine. I would, if I were starting a stretch of nights, I would sleep in probably until like 10 or 11 and I still do this before I start a stretch this generally works for me and then eat like a little morning snack and do something very like low-key like I would just like watch some tv read a book like not even really turn my lights on like keep it as though like I woke up in the middle of the night like hungry and need like a midnight snack or something and then went back to sleep like that was like the vibe I was going for I would be up for like an hour, maybe two hours, and then go back to nap around like 12.30 or 1, and then wake myself up again at like 3, 3.30, um, do some sort of a workout. Um, I'm starting to realize now I really need to be very conscious about the type of workout I do because people are always saying like, oh yeah, you need to sleep to recover after a workout. And when you work out before a night shift, that is like exactly not what you're doing. So like I say a workout, but my workout might be like yoga or like Pilates, like something that's like not gonna be super strenuous. If like I ride my bike, I'll like, you know, just like do like a low impact, like just kind of like relaxing thing. Um, so yeah, that's, that would be like what I would do before nights. And then after I work out, you know, shower, eat like a full meal, make my coffee and then go to work. And then at work, I started originally, I would take my break for a meal at like between like midnight and one, because the, that is, we do like cares every three hours generally. 
in the NICU. And so like that would be after my second round, but before my third round of my four hands-on cares. So that would be when I would eat. And then I'd come home. I'd either eat if I had time before giving report, like at like 645, I would like make myself like a quickie little like breakfast or I would bring like some sort of a granola bar and I always have apple slices. I would eat that on the way home. And then I would either call a couple of my friends who are like morning people or my sister who's usually up in the morning. And I would talk to them while I drive home to make sure I don't crash my car again. Um, so, and I didn't crash my car. I just drove it into the side of the road a little bit, but it was fine. Um, so yeah, that would be like my night routine. Now keep in mind, I am still in a long distance relationship and I've been in that since I left New York. So when I would make my schedule, I would try to like block off times to go see my boyfriend. And with nights, like it's really nice when you can just do like three in a row and then be off for a little bit and then do three in a row again. But then you only have like four days off and driving from Maryland to New York, if there's traffic, it could take like five or more hours. So you literally lose a day. And if I go up there, like I like to be able to spend like at least three days with him. So I need to block off at least five days. So usually I like to have six just so I have buffer time between when I go, when I come back, like a full day for each trip, plus like maybe a day to like recover and like restore my mindset either before or after my like blocks. So that would mean, and I can't, I can do three in a row, but I, I have yet to try doing like four or more in a row. That just kind of like scares me. Um, so when I do that, I'll have to like block out my shifts. I'll do like two on, one off, three on. One time, and I actually kind of like this, I did two on, one off, two on, one off, two on. Because um, it was either that or doing three on, two off, three on. And I hate, this is one thing, day shift, I feel like you can just take two days off. But nights, because I'm constantly flipping from like a day to a night schedule, I hate, I can't do two days off. Because I just don't know what to do with myself. If I have three days off, I'll like do what I'm doing now and like flip to being awake in the daytime. But two days off, it's like, I'm not going to flip because then I just have to flip right back. But I also like hate being like awake in the dark. So yeah, I don't know. So I never give myself two days off in a row. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I was doing with nights. And in the winter, when I first started it, like generally it worked out pretty well. And then when I would finish my stretch, I would flip myself. So I would nap for like anywhere from like one to three hours, like not even four and then get back up, like live a day, but just be like really tired. Like pretty much just like be glued to the couch all day. Maybe like do like things on my laptop. Maybe this would be a day I would edit a podcast if I even had the energy for that. But sometimes like I just didn't even have the energy to do that. Like maybe I would like do some of my like stupid, not stupid. I really don't like doing it. My Instagram networking that I had to do to keep my podcast like up on people's feeds. Um, like maybe I would like call or FaceTime one friend, but like even yesterday when I tried to kind of semi flip myself after getting like five hours of sleep, I had the energy to FaceTime my boyfriend for like two minutes. And then I was like, I'm going to bed. Bye. 
Um, so that flip day really like, I don't do anything. And then I would fall asleep at night, try to go to bed like early. Like sometimes I would like be in there like eight or nine with the lights off and sleeping then wake myself up early the next day and then just be on a day shift schedule. So that's how it was like through like February. So now I'm going to get to the burnout and when the burnout hit. So this was early March. Um, and I guess really it started because my night shift routine would just stop working. I tried to do my flip days, but I couldn't flip the way I wanted to. I would take my one to two hour nap and then I would be exhausted and I would go to bed at like seven or eight, but my body was so used to being awake at night that I wasn't able to sleep for like the prolonged, like, you know, 10 to 12 hours stretch that I was aiming for. I would wake back up at like, like I would go to bed at like eight or nine and then I would wake up at like super early like four or five and I would try to go back to sleep but I wouldn't be able to I would literally just like freak out I would cry sometimes I woke up and I was like hungry too because I was like eating in the middle of the night so I would like wake up cry eat a snack freak out be upset because I like loved my morning routine and being awake in the morning and having the time like early to just be ground myself in watching the sunset like obviously with being on nights I'm alone a lot of the time on my days off sometimes if I'm like trying to be awake at night um but there's something just a lot better about being alone during the daytime when other people like maybe like my parents aren't around but other, like, I look out my window and I see other people doing things. Or, like, even the sun keeps me company. But when I'm alone in the dark, even at, like, 4 or 5 in the morning, because it was, like, dead of winter and it's still dark, like, it's just lonelier. So, um, yeah, I would wake up, freak out, eat a snack, not go to bed for a little while, maybe go back to sleep at, like, 7 or 8 a.m., sleep until, like, noon or 1 or 2, and then kind of, like, just be still off and, like, repeat until I went back to work. Um, My melatonin dose was also, like, creeping up. Like, when I was on days, I read somewhere um, that the best way to use melatonin to regulate your sleep is to just take like half a milligram or one milligram before you go to bed or something small because too much actually doesn't even mimic the amount that your body naturally produces because your body doesn't naturally produce that much so instead of like helping you fall asleep it might just like confuse your body but as I did nights on when I was trying to sleep on my days off I would take melatonin and I slowly watch the amount I was taking just like creep up from like one to three to six to eight sometimes and sometimes it wouldn't even work and I'm wondering if I should even be taking melatonin during the daytime at all if I want to feel okay on my days off because if my body produces melatonin when I'm supposed to be sleeping 
And if I want to be sleeping during the night on my days off, then taking a bunch of melatonin during the day is probably just throwing my circadian rhythm off even more. But at the same time, when I'm working a stretch, like I need to sleep. So I take it. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of watching my melatonin creep up. Um, and then during days two, when I first started between shifts, like if I was back the next night, sorry, during nights, um, if I was back the next night, I used to be able to sleep literally until like 5.15 and wake up to my alarm. Like I probably could have slept until later. I think one time on it, like when I was off for like one night, I just let myself sleep through the day and I woke up at like 5.45. Like I would sleep all day. Um, I think part of that was because it was like the winter and it would be dark so early. Uh, but now like in the spring, like the sun is just, it, it feels like brighter and then it stays bright later. So I started not really being able to sleep in. And even now, most of my like days when I'm back, I can't sleep in longer than like through 30 or four which is not great when I'm going to bed at like 9 or 9.30. So yeah, that's kind of like how the routine changed. Um, But I'm going to get a little bit into kind of like the burnout symptoms and like depression now that kind of went with it. I'm not saying like I'm clinically like depressed, but these were just kind of the symptoms that I felt from what I was experiencing. Um, I was listening to a really good podcast that kind of expressed these feelings really well totally not nursing related um it's by um this woman Tori De Simone who she runs she runs like some sort like a cycling a workout studio in Pennsylvania uh, but she's like young like around my age and she literally is a business owner and owns this business which is really cool and she made a podcast about she called it life burnout that hit her when the pandemic hit and suddenly she had to close. Um, and she basically just talked about like, she just like, didn't feel like doing anything like nothing. Like she didn't want to do anything. It wasn't, she wasn't like crying. She wasn't like depressed, but she just like did not want to do any of the things that like gave her joy, grounded her, like her normal routine. She just like suddenly didn't want to do any of them. And that's kind of like what I was feeling too. So I think this starts from like when I'm off for a day and I'm working days, you have a day. You wake up in the morning, people are around, people are doing things. Like you see the sun, at least for me, the sun kind of tells me, okay, you can be awake now. Maybe other people don't feel that as strongly and that's why nights works for them. I have one coworker on nights who was telling me the other night that she's just like, yeah, I manage it by when I'm off. I'm just always awake from 4 to 10 a.m. and p.m. And maybe that works for some people, but for me, that just, that's not really working. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you have a day, you can accomplish things, like you feel like, okay. But then nights off, if, you t- if I take like one night off, like, especially keep in mind, this is the dead of the winter too. So it was dark out pretty early and I would just be like awake 
alone because my parents work evenings, so no one's home. In the dark. I miss my friends because a lot of them were in New York. Often, I worked a lot of weekends, so often I would be up at night during the week, which I think is the worst because if you're off, like, for one night on a weekend night, at least maybe, like, your friends are, like, up too. They're staying up late. They're going out, like, or, you know, you can't really go out in the pandemic, but, you know, they're just up late or something, so you have some people around, but people go to bed early during the week because they need to get up for work, so no one's really around, um, and I used to on my days off be like, okay, sun's out, time to accomplish things, like what I'm doing right now, let's work on this podcast, you know, but um, on nights when I was off, like all I wanted to do was watch TV and like cry. My laundry, (laughs) I could do my laundry if I had to, but that was like, and like making my lunches for the rest of my stretches. Um, that was that was the extent to which I wanted to do anything that was like an activity. Other than that, it was just, I needed to just numb my mind and wait out the night in the darkness until I could go to bed and get ready to go back to work. Little things would make me snap and cry. Um, dealing with schedules, like my schedule, any blips, like if I was trying to plan a visit to my boyfriend, like figuring out where and how to get like a COVID test so I could go to New York, like um, just people needing me, like things getting in the way, like things would just like make me snap. And I, you know, I used to like be so excited to do work for the podcast, to edit and upload and everything. And that was like starting to turn into a chore for me too. And I would go to sleep and just think about like the things I needed to do for the podcast that I hadn't done yet. Um, and that was kind of a new feeling for me because it used to bring me joy and energy, but instead it was like starting to snap at my joy and energy. Um, so yeah, generally just like things that used to like bring me joy and make me feel good outside of work. I used to bake banana bread all the time night shift I stopped making banana bread I feel like that's a sign like if I'm not making banana bread like maybe there's something wrong (laughs) I don't know um but it felt like a chore and then this is the crux of like how my nursing burnout is very different from the burnout that I may have ever experienced as like a nursing student or a student generally. I was even burnt out in high school sometimes, (laughs) like before nursing school, I had a little burnout. Um, But in contrast to all of that, the one thing that made me feel better at this time would be going to work. And I think that's partially because, again, like a lot of my friends are still in New York and I wasn't getting to see them all the time. Um... And, like, when you're awake and alone in the dark, you're alone. But night shift, like, you're just all in it. And I think, like, anyone who works nights will tell you, like, nights is a crew. And it always is a crew. It just has to be. You have to, like, be a family and keep yourself going when you're, like, doing this crazy schedule. Because it's just crazy. And you're all in it together. So I loved working nights. I still, to this day, like, I love my job. I love the environment. I feel so supported and as I started off orientation, people were watching me like grow, take on more complex patients, like walk around, help other people, like 
have less and less questions, um, get things done faster. Like I felt like my coworkers were watching me grow as a nurse and I think they felt the same way. And I just had such a good relationship with them. Um, I love working in the NICU. I could go on and on about how I just feel like I'm learning every day. I'm growing every day. Like there's so much I still don't know. And instead of making me nervous, that just makes me feel really excited. Um, because I love learning. I do. And I love the joy of taking care of these babies, of working with the parents. Um, even when I have a slow night, like I love like the 4am cuddles. If like I'm done with all my charting and everything and just like there's a baby that's crying, I'm like, let me just sit with you and hold you. Um, and just going to work just made me feel okay. And when I would try to flip and it didn't work and I just felt like an awful zombie all day. Um, you know, there was one day I'm thinking of in particular that I had like a stretch off and I tried to flip from my stretch and I, my flipping was starting to not work for me that well. So I was like, okay, let me extreme flip. So I napped for one hour after work and then lived out the rest of my day. And then I went to bed and I was like, I'm going to sleep for 12 hours. I have to. I only slept for like seven and I woke up and I was still exhausted. And I woke up like super early So I tried to just be like, okay, you're okay. You're just okay. Pretend you're fine. So I woke up, I did a workout and then it was like 7.30 AM. I looked at my phone and it said they were offering bonus for day shift. And I, after my workout, I did not feel good. I felt exhausted. I probably shouldn't have worked out to be honest. Um, and I was like, well, you know, you have two options here. It's a weekday, so your parents are going to go to work soon. Then you're just going to be alone, kind of depressed, and really tired. Or you could go to work and hang out with your coworkers, cuddle the cute babies, and be surrounded by people. And even though you're exhausted, at least you won't be alone. So I took bonus, even though I was like burnt out and exhausted, and I went to work because I knew it would make me feel better. And it, it did. Until I got in the car to drive home and I actually just started crying because I knew I was leaving NICU world and going back to Kelsey is exhausted, ungrounded, and doesn't feel good, excuse me, doesn't feel good world that I had at home. (laughs) So that was what was happening and this was like throughout the month of March was really when this all started and I was still like editing and uploading and doing a few interviews um but I knew I needed a change after that little like stretch I had off in mid-March I was like something's gotta give so I had interviews scheduled for the podcast I was like you need to focus on yourself right now so I canceled them I still have one or two that I'm going to do soon. Um, But I said, you know what? First things first, get rid of all the extras. Focus on yourself. And then another wonderful blessing. One of... So actually, I'm going to stop and then have each section kind of be a section. So I talked about my experiences. Now I'm going to talk about what I'm doing. And how it's going to change. 
So first thing, during that week in mid-March when I had like five days off and I wasn't visiting Jacob, I was just hanging out at home and I felt really bad and I took bonus shifts because I felt bad. Um, I got an email from my boss. It was sent to everyone on night shift and it said, some day shift positions are opening up. I will be picking people by seniority. Let me know if you're interested. And at the time, switching to days was like not even on my radar. I just knew I was miserable with my routine. But I saw that email and I was having, you know, a day that I didn't feel good. And I just thought, you know, I don't feel good all the time because my body's out of whack from the schedule. Maybe going to days might help. So I emailed her back and I said, I know I'm pretty new, so I'm sure someone more senior than me will want to go, but just keep me on your list for next time. But it turns out I got one of the spots. So I am going back to days in June. And on one hand, I feel like that is might not be like the happiest, best, most hopeful ending for those of you who are like maybe new grad nurses thinking about doing nights um, to hear that my happy ending to my night shift burnout and like schedule being out of whack was just going back to days. Um, but I do want to say I know tons of nurses who are young and new, just like me, that work nights and have found a way to make it work for them. I think night shift Night shift is so wonderful. I'm going to miss night shift. I will. I love my coworkers. I love the night shift vibes. Like, there's so much that I love about it. Um, but I think some people are just built for it. Some people are not. Also, I think as your life and your life situation changes, what you are built for and what is best for you changes. Um, I think if... I were living with like my friends and like more young people and like, you know, if the environment were different and people were going out at night a lot, like we used to before the pandemic, maybe night shift would work out better for me because, you know, I would just be going out with my friends on my nights off, maybe. Um, But in the situation that I'm in now, I feel really grounded by being awake in the morning. And that's just the, my personality, the type of person that I am. And some people are really good sleepers. I'm not a really good sleeper. Um, and having a routine, I've learned, helps me sleep. So with all of that in mind, um, day shift, I think, is going to be better for me. So that's what I'm doing. But if you're new and going to nights or on nights and trying to figure it out, there are plenty of people who do. But yeah, I'm going to day shift in June. Um, one thing I will say that I'm going to change and incorporate when I go to day shift that I started doing on nights and that I have loved is when I start my night shift before I go to work, I eat a full meal and drink coffee. Day shift, I never did that. I literally, I went to work on an empty stomach and then we would usually get like a mid-morning break. That would be when I'd have my coffee and maybe a little snack and I wouldn't eat like my first full meal until I took my lunch. No, because especially like now I am the admitting nurse a lot of the time, which means like anytime I could get a baby that needs to be admitted and then my whole like schedule for the day is thrown off and 
you need to be well-fed and well-energized and well-hydrated before, really before you go to work so that you can be ready for anything at any time. Um, so definitely when I go to days, I am going to eat at least a little something and drink my coffee before I go into work. Um, now the second thing that I'm doing is I am making an appointment with a sleeve specialist, um, just because I am still on nights for a little bit and my melatonin question I post earlier is real and I'm doing research and I can't figure it out and I just want to know how I can change my routine, what I can do to one, make my remaining nights more bearable and two, prepare myself best to make the switch back to days and three, actually sleep well and better on my days because like I said, I've always struggled with insomnia um, and I just want to feel like my best. Um, another thing I'm changing now for my night routine is I am stopping my flip days. Meaning I'm not going to set my alarm on my days off because I'm not a good sleeper during the days to begin with. And I'm tired. Um, and so far from my track record, I don't really sleep for a stretch of like eight plus hours. I just don't. Um, it really, I need to give myself grace and realize that it really takes myself like at least two days to fully recover after I work a stretch of nights. Um, and instead of like, if I work, like I worked Wednesday night, instead of completely losing my Thursday by only sleeping for like two hours and being a zombie the whole day, I gave myself, I went to bed at my normal time and then I didn't set my alarm. I actually woke up at like 1.30, 2, 1.30 or 2, um, but I had enough energy to at least like take myself outside, um, you know, move my body, um, make myself food, talk to my mom, talk to my boyfriend for a little bit. And I just, I didn't feel like sometimes I would just feel like a sense of panic on those days because I was so sleep deprived when I was up one or two hours. Um, now I don't feel that way on my first day off. I just feel like frightfully tired. And then I go to bed when I'm tired, wake up when I wake up today. And another thing is just giving myself grace to not perfectly flip. Like today I woke up at like 5.30. I wanted to sleep for longer. I tried. I couldn't. So I'm up, made my coffee drink, recording my podcast because that was what was on my mind, what I had the energy for. Um, might do a workout and then eat, give myself an afternoon nap if I need an afternoon nap or just go to bed really early. Um, if I feel a little tired today, that's okay. Um, and then with that in mind, the next thing is taking it easy and slow with the podcast and with any extras that I tack on. I think sometimes we are in a state of creation. Sometimes we're in a state of consumption. I think this fall, fall, even though it's, you know, technically a time for like the leaves are dying on the trees, I feel like fall is often like a time for like rebirth and newness and growth. Um, especially like growing up, like that's when school would normally start. 
Um, that's, you know, that's when I started my new job. Um, a lot of people move in the summer, so people are, like, just getting settled to their new homes. Like, fall is, like, kind of a time for newness for a lot of people. Um, and it was a time for a lot of creation for me, but now I'm a little tired. There's a lot of things that bring me joy that I consume, and it might just be a time for less creation, more consumption for now, and later I'll have another wave. So I'm going to keep doing the podcast because I really believe in it. I really, I, like I said, I wanted to be a journalist. Like I love meeting these people, connecting with these people and having these conversations. Um, but I'm not going to give myself a strict schedule of I'm going to upload one once every two weeks. Um, and I know some people do that, but also they get paid to do it. I don't, I get paid to do my other job, which is being a nurse And my priority on my days off should be making sure that I'm okay. And okay enough so that I can do my job that I get paid to do. So that's that with the podcast. So the last thing um, is making time to see friends and actually scheduling it. Um, So for my friends in New York, that means like scheduling a FaceTime with them. Um, and I also, I planned a fun trip because whenever I take my blocks off, I always go see my boyfriend who lives with his family right now, but I don't see any of my other friends in New York, but I actually decided, you know what? You need socialization with many people. (laughs) And now a lot of my friends are vaccinated. Um, so I am planning on safely taking a trip between days and nights to New York City where a lot of my friends are and seeing all of my vaccinated friends safely one-on-one not in large groups um and I think that's gonna be really good for me I also have friends who are near me but like an hour an hour and a half away and it didn't really cross my mind because they're not like super close to me to be reach out to them and see if they wanted to hang out but um my great grandpa from my sorority is also a nurse but she works in Delaware and she texts me and she's like let's meet up in um somewhere that's like a middle ground for us um so we did that and that was so great And now, like, we totally were like, we can do this, like, once a month. And even, like, those, like, little once a month trips, like, that gave me so much hope and joy. I went and I bought a pair of jeans. And I have not worn jeans since before the pandemic. Um, And that, like, little action of, like, bringing some sort of normalcy just, like, into my life and into the world, like, that just made me feel so good and so hopeful and so happy. So... That is definitely something, just seeing friends, being social is something that I'm definitely going to try to incorporate more. So yeah, that is pretty much my talk and spiel about work burnout as a nurse. Like I said, I think the biggest difference is that it might hit you in the form of burnout from outside your job instead of inside of your job. Um, And you just need to be careful. Um, Yesterday I got a call asking me to come in because we needed 
more staff. Um, sometimes we get a bunch of babies. Sometimes we get less babies. It's really kind of random. So um, the NICU is kind of fun that they do like offer bonus. Um, and I actually, I turned it down and I was really proud of myself for doing that. Um, you know, especially I feel like such a member of a team at work and I love that. And whenever like they need more nurses, I'm like, I can do it. I want to help out the team. Um, but I realized I need my days off to be off and to enjoy them and take care of myself. So that's what I did. Um, and it's hard because you think going in is going to make you feel good sometimes, but you need to ground yourself in not being a nurse and being yourself outside of nursing and figure out how to be okay with that person. And that can be even harder sometimes. So yeah, that is it. Um, this was fun. I don't normally do a solo episode. I feel like I've just like talked a ton. Um, but hopefully I've shared something that you can relate to. Um, you all know how to contact me. Definitely, if you've heard this and you relate to it, please reach out to me. I'd be so happy to hear from you. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to be... I talked a little bit about how all of the networking on Instagram is just not really my jam. So I'm not going to be doing that a ton. So I'm going to leave it up to you guys a little bit more that if you are liking what you're hearing, if you think it could be helpful for someone, if you want to share it, um, to share it with people. And also, yeah, just let me know if you're sharing it, tag me, um, send me a DM, um, connect with me because I love connecting with all of you. And I just want to help people. I want to help you. I want to help myself. You can probably help me too. So yeah, I wish you all a very happy Friday. I hope you guys have wonderful days. I know I'm going to have an okay day. Happy to be off, happy to see the sun, happy to be here. So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that you liked it. I want to reach as many new nurses as I can, so it would mean so much to me if you could follow and interact with us on social media at Registered the Podcast on Instagram and share this show with any new nurses you know who may be interested in being a part of this community. If any of this resonated with you, please subscribe on whatever you're listening with, either Apple Music or Spotify. I really want to deliver content that is helpful and meaningful for you, so please leave a review um, so I know what you liked and what else I can do to make this resonate even more with you. Finally, if you're interested in sharing your story, there is a link in our Instagram bio at Registered the Podcast for you to fill out with your information so I can contact you. Thanks so much. Can't wait to hear from you.